Let's talk about some boxing right now, the sweet science and all kinds of stuff going on. We just had a heavyweight championship fight. And from Montero on Boxing on the YouTube channel, of course, a writer for Ring Magazine as well, and the former great actor and stand-up comedian as well, Mike Montero. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Dave? Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, my friend. Uh, myself, I'm feeling a little hungover after... Three straight days of nonstop eating, drinking, and yelling with family. <laughs> well, it, it makes you wish you were back in boot camp in the Marines, right? That was probably easier. Yeah, well, I, I certainly need to uh, work off some of the stuffing and, and pasta and everything else. So, yeah. <laughs> well, a, a week ago, we had Deontay Wilder getting outboxed for five or six rounds against uh, Luis King Kong Ortiz in the heavyweight championship fight. But well, Wilder's an, he's an interesting guy, isn't he, with that tremendous power in his right hand? He's one of the few fighters that doesn't seem to care if he's losing rounds, giving rounds away behind on points, because he knows eventually he's going to drop that right hand and it's going to be over. Yeah, I mean, you said it, Dave. Um, Luis Ortiz was up on all three scorecards before that stoppage, and, and it was just a big right-hand bomb from Wilder. It kind of came out of nowhere. But then, you know, I've gone back and I've watched that fight a couple times now, and you see Wilder thinking and setting that right hand up. So, as you mentioned, he doesn't mind losing rounds. He, he, I think he felt confident that if he landed the right hand flush, he could get Ortiz out of there. Ortiz is 40. He was stopped the first time they fought last year. And honestly, with Ortiz, he hasn't really fought anybody other than Wilder, you know, at the elite level. So uh, I think Wilder just believed in his power, landed the right hand, got him out of there. And now he's set up to do a rematch with Tyson Fury, February 22nd. And that's going to be in Las Vegas. Uh, That's a huge fight. Right now, pretty much the consensus with, with boxing Every publication, not just, you know, I write for The Ring Magazine, but I also write for Boxing Monthly. We see those two guys as the two top heavyweights. Whether you have Fury number one or Wilder number one, pretty much everyone agrees those are the top two heavyweights right now. Now, that might change depending on what happens in Saudi Arabia this Saturday. We'll talk about that in a second, I'm sure. But uh, that fight next year, February 22nd in Las Vegas, that's going to be a really, really exciting fight. I know Dan Raphael and I think Kevin Ioli both are saying now that Deontay Wilder is the hardest-hitting heavyweight of all time. And I would disagree with that, Mike. Uh, you know, no yeah. doubt that he hits he hard. But, but but I think we, you've got to consider these tomato cans he's been fighting and the competition these days. Uh, I, I don't know how anybody could say that. Yeah, I think some of the, the media members get a little ahead of themselves. And I don't know if they're – speaking in in hyperbole to get clicks and generate attention or if they're just getting caught up in the moment. But you can't say Deontay Wilder is the hardest puncher in heavyweight history. He has fought one top five heavyweight to date, and that was Tyson Fury when they fought last year. And Tyson Fury went the distance. Now, Wilder did drop him twice, but he was thoroughly outboxed in that fight as well. Uh, And his power bailed him out. And even with the two knockdowns, a lot of people, most people feel Tyson Fury deserved to win the decision. So Deontay Wilder absolutely has game-changing power with the right hand. Not really with the left hand, but specifically with the right hand. But can we put him up there with Ernie Shavers, George Foreman, even recent heavyweight greats like Vladimir Klitschko and Lennox Lewis? Those guys all fought and beat much better opposition than Deontay Wilder has so far. Now, he has the potential to get in that discussion if he knocks out Tyson Fury in their rematch and then goes on to fight the winner of the Andy Ruiz-Anthony Joshua rematch, 
which is taking place this Saturday, and he knocks that guy out, then then the discussion changes. But right now, he's not knocking out elite-level fighters. Hey, Mike, speaking of guys with crushing power in both hands and frightening in the ring, did, did you see Pariah, the, the Showtime documentary about the life of Sonny Liston a week or so ago, the, the, that documentary? Absolutely. It was very well done. And there's a guy I would put ahead of a Deontay with power as well. Yeah, and you just you look at the guys that he fought in, in that era. Um, look, you know, obviously the, the fights with Ali, there's a lot of conjecture there as to, you know, what may or may not have happened behind the scenes in their two fights, the so-called phantom punch and all that. But Sonny Liston, for his time in that era, was a big, strong, athletic heavyweight, came to boxing late, kind of learned on the job, and had really good tools that he eventually developed. But in the beginning of his career, it was just the raw power and strength that got him through. And, yeah, pound for pound, you could argue Sonny Liston had better power than Deontay Wilder. Now, again, I'm not saying Deontay Wilder doesn't have the potential to maybe three years from now, Dave, maybe we'll be doing a segment talking about Deontay Wilder like that because he would have proven it. But right now it's just, it's just um, potential. He hasn't proven it yet. He hasn't fought the top guys and stopped them yet. So until well, you, he does that, we just can't put him in that kind of league yet. Well, you brought up Ernie Shavers and, of course, George Foreman I would have ahead of uh, uh, Deontay as well. Joe Lewis, when he watched the old uh, – Clips, man, he, his punches wouldn't go more than six inches with either hand, and he was knocking people dead. And I know Rocky Marciano, the military brought him in and did an experiment on his punching power, and they said his punching power could lift a thousand pound weight off the floor. Just, just frightening power. So, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm with it, you. Deontay's got a ways to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you mentioned Marciano. I mean, he would be a light heavyweight today. You know, think about that. And you, Joe, even Joe Lewis, today, he'd be a small heavyweight. And uh, when he fought Max Schmeling in that rematch, he broke his ribs. So, you know, we're talking, I mean, when you start looking at the, the all-time great heavyweights, and even a guy like Ernie Favors, who never won a title, might be the best heavyweight ever to not win a title. But he was probably six feet tall, 210 pounds, smaller than Wilder, and he floored guys. I mean, he uh, KO-1'd uh, Kenny Norton, who's a better fighter than Wilder's fought yet, uh, Jimmy Ellis. Guys like that. He dropped a prime Larry Holmes. I don't know how Holmes got up from that. Yeah. Scott. Wow. He walked so, right so, into it. I mean, yeah, it just it, somehow Holmes got up from that, which again speaks to the level of opposition. If Deontay Wilder, the shot that knocked out Luis Ortiz, had he landed that on a prime Larry Holmes, does he knock a prime Larry Holmes out? Probably not. No, because he didn't Sometimes knock out Tyson Fury. Of opposition. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't knock Tyson Fury out with it. He's not going to knock out Larry Holmes or Ali or any of the all-time greats. Mike Montero from Montero Unboxing and Ring Magazine. joining Dave Smith here at SB Nation Radio. Now, next weekend, we've got the rematch, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. and Anthony Joshua. What do you think about Ruiz? Is he, is he a guy that we're going to remember as kind of a one-hit wonder? Or do you think he's a guy that maybe can do some good things here and win the rematch? We'll find out Saturday. I, I hate to sell out like that. but <laughs> Honestly, Dave, I don't know. I mean, that's that's... That's the truth. Uh, I, at first, you know, I wondered if he was just enjoying his 15 minutes and not really taking it seriously. And he, he, it looked like that for a while. You know, over the summer, he was kind of hanging out and partying and enjoying his moment. But I got to tell you, he got serious. He got in camp. He's been out there training hard. He lost a lot of weight. He looks really good, really focused and dialed in. At the same time, you can say the same thing about Anthony Joshua. 
You know, uh, this time, remember, for the first fight, Ruiz was a last-second replacement. And Joshua was, you know, had a completely different camp for a completely different opponent who fights with a different style, different body type. And so now he's got a full camp to prepare for, for Ruiz, uh, more focused. I think it's very clear he took Ruiz lightly the first time around. And then there are rumors. Now, you know, we can't prove this, but there are rumors that Joshua was knocked out in training before that fight with Ruiz earlier this year and essentially went into that fight with a concussion. We'll never know because, you know, if, if that was true, the promotion wouldn't let us know that. But uh, I look at answers to all these questions this Saturday. It's, it's going to be a good one. What's next for Canelo? Uh, light heavyweight, 168, 160, Triple G in a rematch. Uh, one of those dangerous Russian guys at 75. Uh, maybe Andre Ward comes out of retirement. There's all, maybe, maybe Floyd Mayweather again at 54. Uh, who knows? Well, what's next for him? You know, honestly, uh, it's whatever the hell Canelo wants. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the answer there because he's kind of running the show. He's the top guy in the sport, and he's got so many options now. Uh, Floyd, there's no way because Floyd wouldn't face this, this type of Canelo. This is a prime Canelo Alvarez. Floyd fought Canelo when he was still young and learning and plucked him at the right time. And even with that, he still needs to drain two pounds off. He fought him at 152. There's no way Canelo is going to get anywhere near 160 again. I don't know if he'll ever fight at middleweight again. It's probably going to be some sort of catchweight or all the way up to 175 from here on out for Canelo. There's a million options. But I think the next fight is probably going to be against a British, undefeated British champion, Callum Smith, who's a pretty popular fighter. Not as popular as Anthony Joshua or any of those guys, but he's a pretty popular fighter over in the U.K. He won the first season of the World Boxing Super Series tournament last year has a title at 168 pounds, super middleweight. And I think that's a big fight. It's a big fight. Well, Eddie Canelo fights a big fight. But if he'd actually be willing to go over to the U.K. and fight Callum Smith over there, that would be really interesting because Canelo's never traveled overseas and fought over there. And I think it could be big for his branding to kind of branch out. He's already the biggest name in the sport. But if he goes over there and fights and beats an undefeated champion over there, that's huge for him. Um, Tyson Fury and the Wilder rematch coming up in February. That's what we're hearing. Uh, you, you, you think Fury outboxes him again and wins this time? Or Wilder, you know, you know, he figured out uh, um, Berman Stavern the second time. Uh, Ortiz uh, went less rounds with him, the sec- fewer rounds with him the second time. Uh, who do you like in that fight? I like Wilder. And I, I got to tell you, Dave, I like Wilder by stoppage. If you look at who both guys fought this year, it's not that Deontay Wilder fought two killers, but he fought two guys. The first fighter, Dominic Brazil, that was a mandatory, maybe a top 15-level heavyweight. And then Luis Ortiz in the rematch, who was a legitimate top 10 heavyweight, the lower half of the top 10. Uh, Just much better opposition than who Tyson Fury faced. He fought two journeymen this year. Um, Both guys took him rounds, you know, and he got bloodied up. In that fight with uh, Tom Schwartz, his last fight, he got badly cut. I don't know if that cut's going to be healed enough. So I, I think that we'll see another situation. This is just my early feeling. Maybe it'll change as we get closer to the fight. But my early feelings are that we're going to see another situation where Deontay Wilder's behind on the cards, maybe getting shut out on the cards, and his right hand bails him out again. I think that's what we're going to see. Late TKO win for Deontay Wilder. 
There he is from Atlanta, Georgia, the great Mike Montero. Thanks for joining us again, Mike. We'll do this again soon. Absolutely, Dave. Have a good one.